and then I did chin and neck lipo. And this was after I did Kybella like four or five times. And I just had a really round shaped face. Kybella did what it could, but it was like no match for the amount of like, you know, just disproportioned fat. One, two, Hi guys, just a quick message. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, but we did have a couple audio issues that you may notice. Hi Vibers, today we're joined with a very special guest. She was born in Omaha, Nebraska and grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She is a wedding planner, a hairdresser, and a mom to a sweet little boy. Please give a warm welcome to Ashley Schmidt. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you. So I always love to share how I know people. And I've had a couple of people on from this same sort of group that we kind of got together. So I always think it's so funny because what's brought us together is Bachelor Nation, really. (laughs) Because I listened to The Bachelors, and I'm assuming obviously you did too. And then they talked about the Facebook group. And then I went there, you went there, and then a bunch of people like started a group to kind of message each other on Instagram. And then that's pretty much what brought us together. Exactly. Who doesn't love being brought together by the Bachelor franchise? (laughs) Right? I know. So much drama. Did you watch Bachelor in Paradise at all? So, uh, yes. And I, because I was in Disney World last week with my son. And so I think I'm on... I'm I'm confused by the end, but I, I, I'm on the after the rose, but I, has the finale played? Have I seen that? I feel like they kind of flip them around. I'm a few behind, but I'm almost done. So the last two episodes, the way that they broke them down, they kind of did them weird. So the first one is like their, oh my God, fantasy suites. Yes. And then they have their talks with people. And then the second episode is like, they do a bunch of the interviews on the stage. Like they have like the after the final rose kind of deal where they're like uh, everybody from the show comes on and they're talking. And then they also do half of the episode. So it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Yeah. So that that's why I was confused. So I'm on, which of course I've read the spoilers, but <laughs> I'm on a good part with Victoria of the rose, but I haven't seen the finale part, I think. Okay. But, yeah. You know, the spoilers know are. <laughs> do you listen yep. to Nick Vial's podcast at all? I don't, but I just was looking up the episode that I think what came out yesterday with her. Yeah, with Victoria I, and Greg. I need to hear it. All I see is like Victoria throws glass at Johnny and talks about Greg. <laughs> it's actually really good. I was listening to it earlier today, like solid episode. Definitely not what I expected. So kind of gives you more insight, but watch the episode first and then listen to the podcast if you decide to. Well, that's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> you have to, you, ca- you have to catch up. It's so much drama. Are you going to watch Zach's Bachelor? Who's Zach? Which one's Zach? He was from Gabby and Rachel season. Gabby, Rachel, Zach. Let's see. Was he on Paradise? No. Because he was already announced and chosen as The Bachelor before they finished filming, I think. Which one? Or before they started filming. Sorry. Bachelor. Oh, the one with the, who isn't the 
famous, who's the famous person who's like his uncle, right? That's him. Yes, 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 yes. He was a good one. That's a good one. Okay, I'm excited for that. I'm excited too. If you want to recap any episodes, you let me know because my girlfriend that I normally recap with, unfortunately, she's not. She doesn't want to watch the season because she's not super into him. So I'm sad because I don't have anybody to talk to about it. No, I am here for that. I love that. I think it's cute <laughs> too. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. That that gets me super excited. Yay. So, now let's talk about what our fun topic is today, which is surgery. So I wanted to know, do you want to share some insight on what kind of made you decide to reach out to me and connect? Because we had each other on Instagram for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, we started kind of talking because I started getting my surgery. So what kind of prompted you to, you know, want to do your own surgery journey? Well, I think first of all, that I I love when people talk about it and are open and honest and speak about it. And I think that's what I noticed about you. And that's something that I've never been shy about. And that goes for anything. Someone will be like, I love your hair. I'm like, oh, thanks. It's extensions. Like I'm <laughs> just there to wrap myself out. But I think it's important that you talk about it because I think there's so many people out there that you know, are shamed or, you know, even in their like relationships or marriage, or they have to hide things or, you know, and just seeing you being open and talking about it, it's, you know, inspiring. And I feel like it's kind of just really just raising awareness. It's fine to do it, you know? Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you. I I'm the exact same way. I'm the type of person that like, exactly that. If somebody's like, Oh my God, I love your shirt. I'd be like, Oh, it's from here. Like I'm going to share all of my trade secrets because I feel like that's being a girl's girl. Like, why are we trying to compete and like hide things from each other and be like, Oh yeah. Oh, I don't get lip fillers. Oh no, this is my real hair. Like I don't pencil in my eyebrows, like all the shit that I do. I'm like, why are you going to try to portray that? Like, that's how you are. Like I've known so many girls that are like, Oh, I don't get lip fillers. And I'm like, but you can tell you get lip fillers and people can notice, especially if you're somebody that's gotten any of that stuff done, you can usually pick people out pretty quickly. But I'm like, why, why lie about it? Like, are you ashamed about doing it? Because like, you shouldn't be ashamed. If it makes you feel good, then who the fuck cares? It's like literally like the bachelor cast. And then when they come on paradise and you're like, I'm sorry, is that the same person? And they're like, no, I did nothing. It's like, okay, no, you don't look like your cast photo and it's okay to not look like your cast photo. Just be open about it. Like you look amazing. Own it. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of makes me think of like Kylie Jenner, how Kylie Jenner's like, I've never gotten anything done it. And people are like, but like, you can tell that like your nose is not the same nose that it was when you were younger. And like, you've gotten lip fillers and whatever. And who cares? Again, who cares if that's what you've done, but like, own it. Don't try to say that, oh, yeah, it's just makeup. It's just this or just that. Because unfortunately, you know, that kind of puts these images and thoughts in young girls minds that like, that's what people are supposed to look like. And that's what people look like naturally. And I mean, there's naturally gorgeous girls, like, don't get me wrong and guys, but like, you kind of have this image in your head that you expect people to be and it's so unrealistic. And that goes to like bodies too. Like, you know, if you got your butt done, who cares? Like, if you don't want to go around and like, scream to the world that you have these things done, I understand. And like, 
I mean, each to their own. But if somebody asks you, don't lie about it. Well, it's like an investment. Like if you have, if you're driving a Range Rover, like you're not going to deny that you have put money into an expensive car, like you own it and you're proud of it. So if you're investing in something that you're proud of, whether it's changing your look, getting bigger boobs, getting a tummy tuck, whatever, own it. Like, you, you know, we're, we're bragging and we like to talk about like materialistic things. And it's necessarily like, I just think society will make people feel bad about it. And you shouldn't. No, I agree. You shouldn't. Like even people when they're like, oh my God, I love your eyelashes. I'm like, yeah, they're eyelash extensions. My eyelashes don't look like this. <laughs> yeah, right. But I know that's a, Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I'm like 90% of me is like, I don't want to say fake, but like, you know, I would have my hair extensions in. Those aren't my hair. Like it's just attached yeah. to my hair. My eyebrows, I fill them in. There's hair there, but I fill them in. Like whatever, who cares? I like, will look 50% different on a rainy and windy day. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my eyebrows off, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm totally going to call out one of my sisters right now. I'm going to remember as like a young, young kid. My sister, she's probably like 20 years older than me. So huge age gap. So this is like back when, before I was even 10, she shaved off her eyebrows completely uh, and penciled them in, which I mean, again, that was the style back then to have nice thin eyebrows. So whatever, but I'll never forget this one day she came to pick me up from school and it was raining and like, they were just running down her face. And I was like mortified because like, you know, if you ever see anybody that doesn't have eyebrows, like it just looks so out of place. Like your face is, you're just all forehead, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. That's hysterical. Well, I mean, back in the day, I feel like we plucked our eyebrows so thin that it's like we barely had eyebrows. (laughs) That's, That's literally the reason why I fill in my eyebrows because like from here inward, I overplucked like right before my prom and I had like McDonald's arch eyebrows. Yes, that was a thing. It was, was a thing. thing. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And my 30 year old self regrets that every single day when I fill in my eyebrows. <laughs> I know I just have to get a micro plated. I'm like, I can't deal with this mess anymore. <laughs> so you know what? I tried getting my eyebrows microplated and it didn't stick. I did it four times from the same person. She touched them up like three times. I think after I actually got them done, they never stuck. Like I can still see like some of the, the little bit you can see it's kind of blurry, but like it didn't stick at all, especially in the part that I needed it to didn't work for me. I've heard of that happening. And I don't know if it's kind of like, like laser hair removal, like you get better results on certain types of skin or not, but I, Thankfully, mine is stuck, but we always joke. I always tell her, I'm like, just literally like tar, just rub it in as dark as possible. Like, I just want it to be like as black as you can. And that way it lasts longer. And she's like, I'm out of tar, Ashley. <laughs> I just realized, Ashley, that like our hair is literally the exact opposite. Like you have the brown in the front and all blonde and I'm blonde and brown in the back. Oh my God. That is so funny. That's so true. <laughs> It's a good little mirror image of the opposite. (laughs) I know that kind of makes me want to do my hair like yours. (laughs) I'm dying to go back blonde. I love it. I love your hair. I think it looks good. You've always had crazy colors too, right? Yeah. Normally I do this like pink, but, or like red, but I haven't done it. I'm trying to wait until my birthday in January. And then I think I'm going to do purple, like a lavender. 
Love that. Me too. Okay. Well now let's go back to surgery. So you felt inspired, wanted to get some stuff done. So let's talk about your journey. So have you always wanted to do certain things or like has it been like the last couple of years? What kind of, you know, started that if anything in particular started that? And then what did you end up getting done? So actually when I was, gosh, maybe like 22, 23, I got my boobs done for the first time. And I just knew that I always had wanted to get my boobs done. And it was funny because I'm not going to lie. Like I had pretty perfect little like full B cut boobs, but Mm -hmm. with the way that my body always carried weight, I felt like I always had like carried like more weight in my stomach. And so I don't know. I just always wanted fake boobs. It was like, just, I mean, you know, you're in your twenties and I saved up enough money. It was funny. My parents made us take 25% of every paycheck that we had when we started working. And I got a job when I was 14 at McDonald's and we put 25% of that paycheck away. And then when you're moved out of the house and you're like debt free on your own, give us like the safety deposit box. And I went and I counted the money and it was like literally exactly like five grand. And I went straight to a consultation and I got my boobs done. And it's just hysterical because it's like, I'm pretty sure they want you to take that money and like, get a nice car, do something. And I'm like, I'm investing in myself. So that's when it started. And then gosh, so January, 2021, I, so I've always actually, wait, did I do? I'm like, I need to go back and think. Okay. So January, 2021, that was my second surgery. God, I'm 36 now. So it was like 34. I mean, it was good, like 10 years in between. I wanted to get my nose done. And that was kind of like around the time that we met and started talking. And then I went, I had my consultation and, you know, we were talking about the nose and it was funny because the the surgeon, I actually, he actually was like, your nose is very like, there's been a lot of trauma inside. Like, have you done a lot of Coke? Have you had a sports injury? Like what, what's wrong? I'm like, no, literally my genetics are that bad. Like we've all had horrible deviated septums. I remember during COVID, like I literally had a sinus infection the entire year. So I was like, I'm going to get my nose done. This kind of like sparked it like inside. It was just awful. So of course, you know, it, it was rhinoplasty, septoplasty. And yeah. then I have always just the chubbiest cheeks ever. It was just one of those things I've always hated. He was telling me about, I think it's called buckle fat removal. Some people say buccal. I don't know. I think it's buckle, but he was telling me about that. So then I also did that. And then I don't even know how he suggested it, but then I did a chin implant. And then I did chin and neck lipo. And this was after I did Kybella like four or five times. And I just had a really round shaped face. Kybella did what it could, but it was like no match for the amount of like, you know, just disproportioned fat. So that was like my biggest surgery. I would tell everyone like, I'm getting a new face. And you did that all at once, right? Yeah, that was all at once. That was January 5th, 21. I remember the second day I was like as high as I could be, like completely out of my mind. And that whole thing was happening with the White House and the whole Trump. And and I like don't even like I was not present that day. My eyelids had eyelids. I was (laughs) sleeping. It was all swollen. Like it's so funny because I feel like I missed such a huge day in history. But yeah, so I did all of that at once. I also, it had been 10 years, so I needed to get 
my boobs redone from saline to silicone, but I wanted to get that. I had to wait longer because he had such a long wait. So I was like, well, I'll do that again later. So I did all that. And then the following August, that's when I got my boobs just swapped out. And I did, I did saline for silicone. And then he kind of did like a mini lift, like a half kind of breast lift. And then recently, just two, wait, two months ago, October 5th, I don't even know what day it is, but I did. So we had to kind of revise the tip of my nose, but I went in and we did a tummy tuck. So that was my most recent that I did. And so exciting. Like I said, I've always like carried like the fat in my kind of like stomach lower area. I have a kid. I just could never get that little chunk out of my stomach away. So it's nice to feel skinny again. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that, you- I think that covers all of it. You look fantastic. You, you really do. Like, I mean, I saw pictures, you saw, I saw videos and stuff from like the first surgery that you got. I'll never forget the pictures that you sent me of how swollen and how bruised and you had the whole head bandage and everything. I was like, Oh my God, what did you do? I know it was like, it was like not painful. It was just completely uncomfortable from being so swollen. Well, and the worst part is that my before picture for that whole face thing, the yeah. before picture, I I found out that my mom had terminal cancer the night before. Right. And I was like debating on even doing the surgery. And so I just had been literally didn't sleep, just cried all night. And so I went in for my pre-op and my mom was like, do it. You want this surgery. You need to do it. But like in my pre-op picture, it's like, not only is like my face round, I've been crying. It's just a very, very ugly picture to a very good glow up. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a glow up. But I just want to add that I am so sorry about your mom and everything that happened. Yeah, it kind of. I felt like it came on so quick and just happened. Yeah. All around the time of your surgery. And, and I'm just wanting to wish you that, you know, my condolences on the whole situation. You're so sweet. Yeah. Don't ever get scheduled a nose job. If there's a chance of someone dying or anything, cause you know, you can't blow your nose after a nose job. No, nope. <laughs> she ended up passing surgery was January 5th. And then she ended up passing the 28th. And I'm like, I am crying nonstop and I can't blow my nose. This is, this is insane, but made it through. (laughs) Made it through. Yeah. I appreciate that. She wanted me to do it. So that's good. So it's nice that you had her blessing just before it all happened. Right. And she got to see you, even though maybe you weren't, you know, in the best condition, you were still swollen and stuff, but she got to see you. Oh, yeah. I think it was like 10 days after surgery to say because she was in New Mexico to say bye to her. And so she got to see like everything in person. But I'm like, probably should have gone on an airplane too, about 10 days after surgery. But <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I don't even know because all the pressure, right? And you already have so much pressure. I just remember that I was just like crying and I was like, I just, I don't know. I can't blow my nose. I don't know anything, <laughs> but it worked out. <laughs> So out of everything that you've had done, so let's say three different surgeries with multiple things at once, what did you find was like the hardest recovery? So you had your boobs done and then you did all of the face stuff and then you went back for your revision and your tummy tuck. What was like the worst for recovery at least or the hardest? I I don't know if I should say worst. You know, I, I think I have a high pain tolerance. Cause I remember, I remember with my face, it was very uncomfortable, but it was like, I just kind of slept it off with like 
my boobs. It's like, you know, I just kind of couldn't use my arms or lift things, but I don't think the tummy tuck was, yeah, I would say tummy tuck for, for sure. Not bad. I'm too scared and to have like stitched muscles and all that. So basically it was kind of like liposuction and then like the skin tummy tuck but I had one drain in and it was so uncomfortable. And then you just don't realize like, you know, getting up to pee and and thank God the kind of bed that has a remote that can let me up. (laughs) But I don't know what I would have done without it. But it's just one of those things where it was like, oh, and you have to stay hunched over for 10 days after. So it's just kind of like a weird surgery to incorporate into your everyday life. (laughs) You probably don't realize how much you actually use like your ab muscles in literally every move that you make until you go through that. Right. Right. Oh, and I forgot to add, he took some of the, I was like, what are you going to do with that fat? And he's like, um, just throw it away. And so I was like, well, can we repurpose it somewhere? And so he injected some of my taco belly fat under my eyes. <laughs> so that was part of the last one too. So yeah, I looked pretty crazy because like my cheeks were swollen, but <laughs> overall, yeah, the tummy tuck was pretty hard. Even when I was like allowed to stand up straight, I was like, it feels real tight. Like, I don't know if I, I can, and you have to wear like, like compression for six weeks. So it was just one of those things where it was just kind of weird to live your life healing with that. But overall, it wasn't awful. It was worth it. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, you look fantastic. I haven't seen your stomach, but I could only imagine. I didn't realize that you got stuff under your eyes. That's so crazy. I didn't know that they could do that. I know I didn't either. And then I was Googling it and it's still kind of swollen. Like this side's always been really, really swollen, but I've put filler under my eyes and I just had horrible, horrible, horrible wrinkles. And every time I do filler, it just wouldn't last. And apparently it's something that they do. It's pretty common. I think he put a little bit like kind of by my like smile lines. I just know like when I woke up, I had, you know, like he drew on me. And so I was like, oh, that's where it is. But I looked pretty crazy, but it was so worth it. I mean, if you think of when people go in and they put filler under their eyes and it's like $1,200 and they're doing it once a year, you know, that adds up. Yeah, it does. It adds up really quickly, especially if you're putting it in so many different places in your face too. So you said that your stomach was probably, you know, the thing that took a, a little bit more challenges to recover. Now, from everything that you've gotten done, have you received like any negative or positive feedback? I know you said your mom was telling you to go for it when you did all this stuff on your face, but just in general, has anybody like giving you a hard time or encouraged you or felt inspired by what you've done? I think that people know me and they know my personality. And so I feel like nobody would give me negative feedback because I would backlash. So I feel like if anyone has, I haven't heard of it. I've had like a few friends confront me about, you know, do you have a plastic surgery addiction? But other than that, yeah, one of my close friends did. And I mean, it's funny because honestly, when you're a mom and when you have a kid and when you own your own business, like for me, the only time to take time off of work is to have surgery. So no, I told her now I was like, well, I'm happy with everything now. But if there was like some type of surgery where I could get like, you know, hair plugs and didn't have to wear extensions, then I do that. But no, I don't really think I have an addiction other than that. (laughs) No, but I feel like everyone's been very, very positive. I've been very open and honest and 
put stuff on social media and talked about it. I went, I did like a Q&A on the wedding planning business I have, the Instagram. And that was a huge, huge, huge hit. People had a lot of questions. I had a lot of people like slide into my DMs. Like I always wanted a nose job or I'm going to see this doctor. And like, it kind of gave people, you know, that push kind of like what you did for me. But overall, it's just, it's been positive. I wasn't really, I've just, things have been so crazy. So I haven't really told anyone about the tummy tuck and things like that. But it's funny because I go out in public or I'm at a wedding working or something, or someone sees me and they're like, oh my God, you look amazing. And I'm like, I mean, literally he sucked the fat out of me. I didn't work out. I cannot take any credit for this. I'm like, thanks. I had a tummy tuck. I'm a size two now. I never thought I would be. So if anything, it's definitely been positive. And it's more so not negative, but I hear a lot of negative things that almost like how others would have been treated. Like I have friends that would be like, I've always wanted to do that. But my husband like says I'm perfect the way I am. And it's like, it's really sad. If you want to do it, you should be able to do it. Like I get it. Of course, they're supposed to think you're beautiful. It's the right thing to say or do, but like support you through it. You know, if that's what you want, then get it done. And I think, you know, it's just really opened up a lot of conversations that I think people wouldn't normally have. Yeah. And I feel like with me too, that kind of happened. Like a lot of people said the same thing. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. But like my parents would be so upset. Like there was one of my girlfriends messaged me and I forget what she wanted to do. I think that she wanted to do something with her chin. Maybe it was like chin lipo or something. She didn't like her neck. And she reached out to me when she saw that I was going through all of my recovery and that I posted so much. And she told me that her mom would like not be okay with her getting anything and I felt so bad because she's like it sucks so much like this is my biggest insecurity like I've always wanted to do it and you know part of me wants to be like like I did say I'm like just do it but at the same time like I couldn't imagine being like faced with that sort of challenge where someone's like don't absolutely do it like I was lucky enough that like my partner, Steven is like incredibly supportive. He's like, do whatever makes you happy. Like, obviously he doesn't want me to go over the top and start doing a bajillion things and like completely change myself. But you know, he's happy if, if I want to do a couple things here, whatever, he's not bothered by it. He's just happy if I'm happy. And I feel like a lot of people were worried for me, at least that like, they're like, Oh my God, she's going to get her nose done, her braces. And then she's going to change like everything about her. And I'm like, no, I'm still the same person. I'm just better looking. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I remember when I told my mom, I mean, I was young when I wanted to get my boobs done. So of course, like I was 21 and I remember telling my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to do it May 3rd. And I remember specifically her saying, well, that's the day that I met your father. And I was like, should I do it on May 10th? And she was like, it doesn't matter what day you do it. Like she was not happy about it. And then after I got them done and showed her, she's like, those are really nice. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like also my mom was born in 1944. And it was just, it was just that generation. I tell people what it was like if, like my, my mom had me at 42. So it was like being raised by grandparents and it was just that era. And it was like, they didn't get divorced. They put makeup on every day. They got dressed every day. They didn't change things about themselves. Like it was just that whole generation. So it was actually cool to see throughout the years and until my mom passed that 
I was able to change her mind about things and, you know, that generation and what people believed in. And I feel like that generation too is probably maybe not so against you doing things, but more so against like, or worried about the fact of you going under. Cause like, I feel like my dad was like that. He was like really concerned that, Oh, well you're going under like, you know, are you going to be okay? Whereas like my mom was like my number one supporter because I probably got something similar to my mom's nose. Like back in her day, she had like, an okay, no, it was, it was a little like, you know, off. And then she actually broke her nose. Somebody hit her and she ended up going and getting her nose done. I think she did it once or twice because I think she broke it again after that but she also got it done because she hated her nose so growing up I'm like 10 years old well maybe not 10 I'm probably like 12 or 13 and I'm like I hate my nose like I've wanted to get it done since I was that young and my mom obviously wasn't pushing me when I was younger to do it but then once I kind of hit a certain age like I was probably like 20 I was like I still want to do this and she's like if it's going to make you happy, do it. She's like, when I did mine, I was like, I was so much happier too. So she understood. Whereas my dad was concerned about me going under. And then especially when I said, I'm getting a revision, he was like, again, what are you doing? Yeah, now? Right. Like, that's when you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's what people think too. They're like, you're getting a revision. And I'm like, the thing is, is you yeah. say it. Like it's such a big deal, but it's more common than you think. And usually doctors account for that in the price they charge you. So that was another thing too is, so first of all, yes, agree. Cause our, my mom, she, when she passed, she was 76 and she had refused to even get a colonoscopy because she was so afraid of going under. So she made it that long with that one. So like, yes, it was totally about the whole surgery thing back then. But so yeah, with the last, with the tummy tuck, the whole reason that inspired it is that I needed a revision on my nose and you have to wait the full 18 months for it to heal. And, you know, when they say that with the nose job, I feel like people are like, that's dramatic. That's a long time. No, literally I like, from day one to 18 months, like you need 18 months. Like that is not an exaggeration. Like you cannot take a day earlier. Like that's actually how long I feel like it needs to heal. So finally, when I was at 18 months, it just was not like one side. Like it just, it didn't look right. It was more boxy. And so I went in and I talked to him and he was like, well, I will revise the tip for you. You know, no charge. It's like a quick 20 minute surgery. Like just you know, super quick, just a tip revision. It was funny because I was like, well, if I'm paying for the operating room and anesthesia, like you're going to suck some fat out of me or something. Like, I'm not (laughs) sure. Thanks for the, you know, tip revision. But so yeah, he actually went in there and found out that my cartilage, when it was healed, it had flipped up. And so he went in and redid the tip revision. But that's kind of what sparked the little tummy tuck and stuff. But yeah, it's funny because I tell people like I'm getting my nose redone. And I think that is somewhere where I got back people like well why and I'm like yeah and they just don't get it and it's funny because I tell them and then they're like okay but like I literally I have a picture and I'll send before I had the revision I'll send one side and the other side and one side is so boxy and the other side's perfect and it's like you don't see this face every day you're not looking in the mirror so you don't see what I see and it's like you know if you're gonna invest and spend money on it like you want it to come out how it should 
Yeah. And you also go into it with an expectation of like, okay, I don't this, I don't like this about my nose and this is what I want to get fixed. And then when you come out of it and it's not exactly what you pictured, then you're like, what did I just spend all my money on? (laughs) Exactly. What did I just do? And then like with me, like my nose was, I had a massive bump and it like was very droopy at the tip. And my tip was like, not, I don't know, it wasn't like perfectly shaped. So when I got my, my nose done the first time, I, I told my, my uh, doctor what I wanted and I showed him a picture and it was like a really, really skinny, tiny nose. And he was like, yeah, that won't, that won't fit your face. Like, don't have this expectation that you're going to have this nose, like somebody else, I'm going to make you have the nose that fits your face. And I wasn't too keen on that. And I was kind of like, okay. And then when I went under and got it done and my nose was still like, it had a little bit of a bump, but it wasn't massive, but my tip was still, I felt like droopy. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted. And I came out of the surgery, like within my, I think my second month checkup, I already knew I wanted a revision. Like I knew that quickly, like so much swelling is still there, but I'm like, this is not the shape that I want. So like, I was very adamant that like, I want to get it done up until the time where he was like, yep, we can do it. And I'm like, I just want my tip lifted. And I don't want like any bump. The nose that I had first time surgery versus the nose that I have now are two completely different noses. Like they're not even the same, like night and day. And I'm like, what, what happened? But he kind of explained to me that like, he didn't want to make it too dramatically different the first time, just in case, like, if I don't like it, like you kind of can't go back to make it too small. Right. How long did he make you wait? Cause you know, it takes 18 months to heal before that he would go in and revise the tip. Was there a waiting period? So I got it done the first time in September. And then September, October, November, January, February, March, April, May, June, I went 10 months. I did not, I did my nose by like June. He, he wouldn't, he refused to do it any sooner. And like by June, he was like, the majority of your swelling has gone down at this point. He's like, so like, if you want to, we can, we can go in and do it now. And I was like, okay, perfectly fine. And he, same thing said, my revision was going to be like a super quick surgery. I think it was probably about an hour in total, maybe with putting me under and everything like that super quick. And he just went in, I don't know, lifted it, maybe shaved it a little bit. I don't know, but like night and day, night and day. And like, also, I don't know, I don't know about you. I mean, you got your revision, but you, you did your tummy tuck. I don't know how your bruising was the second time, but like my bruising was, oh no. Yeah. Cause you put stuff in your eyes. I yeah. don't think I had anything with my nose, I think, but under I'm trying, I need to, I'll look at pictures. I, I think uh, because I did under my eyes, that was bad, but it was funny. Cause I do remember waking up from surgery and being able to breathe. And I remember with the first nose job, I couldn't at all. And so that's what was so funny as I woke up and I was like, I can breathe. And so, no, I felt like everything was my nose. Like with the first one, my nose was bleeding for a few days. This, like, I felt like I could clean up like the inside. It just was nothing compared to like swelling or anything like that. I don't even, I think there might've been a little bit here. I'll have, (laughs) this is a, this is my favorite. You can see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where they like, where he had like 
put the fat and stuff, but overall the nose wasn't that bad and didn't bruise at all. Okay. So that's nuts because you're like one month, almost at your second month mark. And like your face does not look swollen at all. I'm sure maybe it feels swollen to you, but in comparison to that picture, like it's like night and day already. Oh, I was afraid that it was going to stay swollen forever because I felt like I recovered. Really, I bounced back from the first nose job really, really, really quick. But I think I underestimated like the fat transfer. And like when I go like that, I can see like it's still kind of swollen like here. But we volunteered and planned a gala for the nonprofit Austin Center for Grief and Loss this year. And I didn't realize that the gala was 10 days after surgery. And we went there. And so I'm like still hunched over. But like we ended up our team took pictures. And I don't I've never used Facetune. I know nothing about it. I I paid for that app. And I was like, because I had to pull the swelling down from my cheeks because they were so swollen. And like, you know, they were going to post a picture of our team. And I just remember being like, I should not be photographed right now. It is way too soon. But (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, that's so funny. It's frightening. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to find that picture and send it to me so I can see. Well, I to find the face tune one too. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just need to pull my cheek down because I like have eyelid slits because I'm still so swollen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you your face looks so good now. But I'm glad that your your surgery went well and that your recovery is going really well. I I couldn't imagine trying to recover from a nose and then also your stomach at the same time. Like, are you still sleeping like sitting up? No, it's funny because you know what killed me the most is that I love to take baths and I could not take a bath for six weeks because of the incision. Oh, yeah. That's what killed me. I didn't really mind wearing the compression or sleeping. It's funny because I'm a stomach sleeper and but it didn't really bother me as much to not sleep on my stomach. I don't think I'm quite sleeping on my stomach yet but overall honestly having that bed was a huge game changer (laughs) yeah because you said it was one that you could move up and down yeah so like yeah and so I took one of my son's like step stools and I put it by my bed and then I would just like remote myself like as much as I could and kind of just like throw my legs over to go to the bathroom so there was you have to I feel like once you have surgery you know how to prepare for it. Yeah. Like I had like my Gatorade nearby. Like I, (laughs) I even had a whole humidifier prepped, which is so funny because the humidifier was like my golden ticket for the first nose job, but I didn't need it for the second because it was a tip revision. And I had all this like distilled water and humidifier. And I'm like, I really didn't think this one through. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't use that for, I didn't like, I didn't get one for my uh, nose at all. Does that really help? Oh my God. It was a game changer. I, you have to invest in an expensive one off Amazon or target or wherever, but like a hot and cold mist one. But I honestly think that's why I healed so quick as I just ran that 24 seven. And I just felt like having the humidifier was just a huge game changer. So other than that, did you do any sort of like prep prior to, did you take any supplements or anything prior to any of the surgeries or maybe more so aside from your boobs, because you're a little bit younger, did you do anything prior? So I remember there, yeah, because they give you, you start like bromelain and arnica. I think it was like three days before, and that's going to help reduce swelling and, you know, bruising. 
And then it was funny because when I did my boobs the second time, I was doing the Optavia diet, which Mm. is straight up like fiber based diet. And she was like, okay, like you need to, or protein, protein based diet. She was like, you need to like up your protein, have like a protein shake a day. And I told her, I was like, well, I'm doing this like protein only diet. She's like, okay, you need to stop that. You need to be on a normal diet. So I was like, okay, so I could eat like Taco Bell and normal things and then just have a protein shake. So that was, I remember the protein shake. That was huge. One thing that I should have listened better and I don't know why I just, it was hard for me to remember, but even the entire time I was recovering from this last time, she was like, you need to be having a protein shake like every day. And that was after the tummy tuck and all that. And I just kept forgetting. And I, I did when I could, but I didn't realize that that was such a huge part of recovery. And I probably should Google it. I don't, I don't know. Ignore my ignorance. I don't know why it's helpful, but yeah, I, didn't I was going to ask why. Cause like, I've never heard that, but if it works, yeah, I mean, they made me, yeah, start before. And then, she, I mean, it, I went to my like two or three week post-op and she's like, and you're still doing a protein shake a day. Right. And I'm like, Right. No, not at all. <laughs> Can't even lie about that one, but I'll start today. Did you go to the same surgeon for all three or for the last two? Everyone, except for the first time I got my boobs done, I lived in Albuquerque, but yeah, it was the same guy for, yeah, all of them here in Austin. And I just, you know, I trust him, trust his work, you know, the surgery center was amazing. Honestly, I for okay, so I have like a really small mouth. This is also something random. And after I forgot, oh, I think it was my second boob job. Mm -hmm. What hurt more than my boobs was my throat hurt so freaking bad from being into Yes. And I don't know if I told him, but I like made it apparent this time when I was talking to the anesthesiologist. Like, I have a little mouth dentists frown upon me. I know this, but like last time my throat was on fire for like three days. So, and he was like, yeah, I'll go out of my way to get like a smaller like airway. And I think that was the most shocking is waking up from the surgery. And I like had no, like no pain. I would have had no idea that I was like, you know, completely put under. And so that's kind of something that I learned from having other surgeries. Cause when you wake up and you're like, you know, you just get your boobs done or you're getting, and you're like, why is my throat on fire? Like, what is wrong? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Somebody else told me that that happened to them. I didn't experience that thankfully, but I've heard that before where like your throat hurts so much. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I didn't have that. Uh, Totally. It's just like random things that you learn and prepping for surgery and bringing comfy socks and like, you know, I just feel like it's just another thing you learn afterwards to prep for the next. <laughs> and how did you end up finding your doctor? It's funny because I I'm a you know wedding planner. A lot of my business is reliant on reviews. That's very important to us. So I was just looking at plastic surgeons and in Austin and reading the reviews, and he had just incredible reviews. And then I had written my med spa, my Botox filler lady. And I was like, Hey, I think, you know, I'm going to get my nose done. I'm going to go to this guy. What do you think? She was like, Oh my God, he did. I think like her tummy tuck in the past, but she was actually partnering with him to open up like their own practice together. Oh, wow. And 
it was just almost like kind of like fate. Like she was like, yes, go to him. And so that was kind of like, I just felt like it just was like almost like serendipitous. But and now they have like, so he's still so now she that was when she was working for someone else. So now she has her own med spa. And so they're in the same like practice, but different businesses. Oh, that's so cool. That is fate. That's fate. If if you believe in fate, I think that is. Oh, totally. Agreed. So- I have a couple more questions to ask and then we'll play our game. So if you were to do it all over again, would you change anything? Would you do anything differently? Would you do everything the same? Would you throw in any extra surgeries? I feel like the only thing is I did like a mini breast lift with the second one. And so he kind of went, the incision is just kind of underneath. Yeah. And it's not like, cause if you do a full on breast lift, it kind of like, they like lollipop, like your nipple and like completely redo it that way. I think I probably would have just, and I, and it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I, he told me you should do a full one. And I was like, no, what do you mean? Like I, my boobs are great. They're perfect. I've only had one kid. I didn't breastfeed. No, I should have just done the full one. But that's why he even told me that. I mean, I don't regret it, but I definitely would have done that different. And just, you know, advice for people out there is that like, I know people are always so hesitant about going bigger with implants, but like when you come out of it, you're swollen. Yeah. It takes a while for them to like drop. So like, you know, I always tell people go bigger, just overshoot it. Cause you don't want to go through all of that. And then it just not be big enough or them settle. So if you want bigger boobs, like I would overshoot it. And, you know, if you have a doctor that you like or a really good surgeon, they're going to tell you like, okay, you're going to look like tits on a stick if you go this big, but I can <laughs> recommend going this big, but definitely overshoot it. Cause I, I just know, like, literally, I feel like eight out of 10 people get their boobs done. or like, I just wish I did a little bit bigger. Like everybody wants, I just want natural. No, you don't. You're getting no, your you boobs done. No. <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted natural, you wouldn't get your boobs done. Yeah. I actually know somebody that that exactly happened. She was really, really, really tiny, like uh, probably like a hundred pounds soaking wet, didn't have, you know, very big boobs at all. And she really wanted to get her boobs done. She got them done. And I, I think she was like a month post-op and she's like, I regret not going bigger. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up going and getting them done again. She ended up doing it because she was like, I'm so not happy with the size that they are. And it's true because you don't realize how much swelling and everything happens. Like you were super, super swollen. Yeah. And it's like, just overshoot it. I don't think I've met anybody that has said I went too big. I regret, like, I wish I went less. Like I don't, And I know people with some really big ones that should be saying that, but no, like, I feel like everybody's like, I just, you know, everybody goes into it. I want natural. No, just admit it. You don't want natural. That's why you're getting it done. So just overshoot it a little bit because you want people, you want people when you walk by to question, are those real or are those fake? Like you need, but if you don't, if you're saying natural, like, you know, they're not going to question you like, you want to spend that much money, you want it to be noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Now, two questions, because I don't know that much about implants. You said that when you did your first one to your second one, you switched from 
silicone to saline. Is there any reason why I've heard um, a lot of people are starting to do that? Is it because silicone's not great or? No, I started with saline. It was cheaper and I'm not sure. I feel like I don't remember if saline or like that, like gummy bear kind was like quite FDA approved yet. I just know it was cheaper when I did saline. Another thing too is with saline, the first time is that you massage them after. And I wasn't very great about that. I was 21 and probably drunk all the time, but I could like feel like it had rippled a little bit on the inside. It wasn't anything that you could see. And so just switching. And also I think saline, I don't know what it is now, but I think you're supposed to swap it out every 10 years. But I think right now, like having saline or like the gummy bear type has like longevity over, you know, others, but I feel like it's just kind of preference. I don't know the difference. I don't feel, I don't feel like mine feel hard because they're saline. And I know a lot of people like it's all about feeling, but who, you know, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, and I know somebody that got saline and pop one. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, which actually, I mean, if it pops or something, you just, there's, you just pee it out. That actually happened to my former sister-in-law and that happened to her too. But I think now, which actually I kind of like knowing you know, that it deflated. Cause now I feel like if something were to happen, I feel like they say with like the gummy bear type, it's like, if you squeeze it, it would just like come out, but go back in, you know? Oh, weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess if you feel like you injured yourself, probably should just get it looked at, but I totally know someone who's had it pop too. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, that, that gives me the heebie jeebies. I really want to get my boobs done though. So I'm like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. What would, do you think saline's a better choice? No, I probably, if first time around, I would probably do silicone, but I also don't know because I didn't massage it. So I don't know. They looked really good. I didn't notice that much of a difference. Honestly, I kind of think it also has to do with how much skin you have. So if you're like completely, you know, flat chested and you want like a B cup and you put, you know, saline in there, you know, I think that it's going to be the shape and it's, you know, it, I think it's all about like shape, the fat surrounding it. So I feel like it's just a personal choice at that point. I think saline's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. All right. Okay. So last question, if you were to give your 10 year old self any advice, what would you give? So I have a six year old boy and he actually has my and one of his ears didn't fully develop in the womb. And so he has a little ear, like a little fin, like Nemo. And (laughs) we were at Starbucks in Disney World a few days ago. And he was like, I don't ever want to go back there. He said there was a kid pointing and he was talking about my ear. And that was the first time, six and a half, that he's ever brought that up, ever said anything. He was like, I just want to go to my school because nobody notices And that's where I had, I explained to him and I said, you know, I just told him, I said, we're all different. We all have things that set us apart, that make us look different, you know? And he's like, well, you know, and I kind of like, you know, we all have things that's like wrong with us, you know, some of it can't see someone has food allergies. And he's like, well, what's wrong with you? And I was like, well, like I have like three hairs on my head. I was like, this is fake hair. Like I I don't grow a lot of really good hair. And he's like, well, what's wrong with so-and-so? 
And so, you know, just kind of going through and I was like, but there's also good things that make us different and who we are. And I was like, you have dimples. And I was like, people will do anything to have dimples. Like, do you know how lucky you are that you have dimples? And he's like, really? And so I think pointing out to him that it's okay to be different yeah. You know, you need to, we need to be more empathetic. We need to embrace that. Not everybody's going to look the same. Like he, you know, he was, he told, he was telling me about a guy that he went to, he saw at the grocery store and he just had one arm and he was telling me this story like two weeks ago. And when that got brought up about his ear and I was like, well, you see how you brought up that guy? Like you were talking about how he was different. So I was trying to explain to him to understand that we're all different. We're all going to be different, different sizes, different shapes, different colors. You are who you are. You're on your own timeline with life. And like, we just accept it and treat people with respect and, you know, don't bring it up because we don't know how they feel about it. And I don't, that was like my advice that I gave him. And then I feel like that's probably something, you know, to understand, like, growing up, like I was made fun because I had chicken legs and it's like, who cares now? People want skinny legs all the time. You know, <laughs> like we are who we are. We're different. We need to embrace our differences because that's what makes us unique and special. Oh, I love that. That's actually amazing advice. I think that that's so good. And that's, I mean, unfortunate that he had that sort of situation where he felt like somebody was picking on him, but I think you handled that so beautifully. And like, hopefully as he grows up, he'll embrace any of his, you know, flaws or, or mm-hmm. what he thinks is a flaw, I should say. That's and I so didn't cute. see it happen too. So I was like, I don't know if it was like negative, if that guy was just like pointing it out. Maybe that kid also had a little something, you know, so I didn't know in what context, but I was like, I didn't expect to have this talk. So I just had to like pull this talk out of my ass. Like, okay, kid, well, this is it. And I was like, and I straight up was like, do you want surgery? And he's like, no, I don't want surgery. I'm like, well, then you got to live with that little ear, man. It's the best thing on you. <laughs> I was like, oh my you can have surgery you can fix it. And he's like, I don't want surgery. I'm like, then you own it. Oh, I was like, it's all about confidence. He's like, what's confidence? And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to a six-year-old. I was like, you just own it. You just, you, and I was like, I really had to pull that talk out of there, but it worked out great. And he felt really good at the end. And then, you know, we were going through the airport and he had like pointed out like something was different. And it was like, you know, it's okay to talk about it with me, but not making a big deal in public. So it was kind of like overall a good lesson. I love that. That's so good. Okay. We got a couple minutes left. Let's play our game. Let me see if I can share my screen. All right. So we are going to play. What did the person get? Guess the cosmetic procedure. So we have, let me just see. All right. So it's Bella Hadid and I'm going to tell you a couple different options and you have to guess what you think that she's had done. Is it one or two things or how many am I picking? So for her specifically, it's one, but for a couple other people, it's multiple. So you have Options, cheek fillers, Botox, nose job, or jaw fillers. It's funny because I'm very bad with pop culture and who these people are. So I have no idea like what they looked like before, but I honestly would just probably say Botox. Oh, no, she got her nose done. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. always 
I mean, it's a great nose, but she doesn't have one wrinkle on her jawline's perfect. But I don't know what she looked like before. Yeah, she's she's a Hadid. I, I, she's a model, so I don't really know exactly what she looked like before. But when I looked at the picture of the kind of before and after, you can tell a little bit, but I don't think it was anything dramatic. Like nothing like me, where you go from like a, a witch's nose to a small nose. Same. <laughs> totally get it. Shocking. <laughs> right? Okay, so Kim Kardashian. What didn't she get done? Just kidding. So, Based off of this article, she only openly said this one thing. So your options are butt implants, Botox, lip fillers, or nose job. Nose job, right? No, she only admitted to Botox. What? Yeah. I don't know if she's got other things done, but she only admitted to Botox. No. I. These are things that they openly said. Yes. Yeah. I got Okay, do you know Amy Schumer? Yes, everybody always compares me to her. Just so funny. I guess our personalities were crude, but yeah, but I'm like, I guess, do I look like that was me before surgery? Just kidding. (laughs) You don't look like that, I promise. (laughs) Why you too? Okay, okay. So she only admitted to one thing. I don't know if you know what she's had done. So you have options: Botox, cheek fillers, breast reduction, or liposuction cheek filler no she got liposuction really yeah I don't I don't know if this is a before or after picture but uh, she she's been looking pretty small the last couple pictures I've seen her but yeah she got lipo interesting yeah I just knew I thought she just embraced being thicker so did I uh do you know Chrissy Teigen yes okay so she has more than one thing I'll tell you she got three so you have cheek fillers liposuction of the armpits breast implants botox and a buckle fat removal if i said right. am i guessing three well first of all veneers but that's not an option <laughs> um so i think liposuction of the armpits yep implants yeah but like in this picture it doesn't really look like yeah. it no and then what were my other options Botox, cheek fillers, and the buckle fat removal. Cheek filler. She got buckle. Did she? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you can see her dimples, so yeah, I guess yeah, that makes it. sense. I just figured, because isn't she like Filipino or part Asian? I just know that they never have wrinkles, so I assumed Botox was not it. Yeah, no, Botox, you're right. Botox is not it, and cheek fillers was not it. All right, then our... Our last one is Mrs. Dolly Parton. You you know Dolly Parton, right? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, so she has three of these things. So there's eyelid surgery, Botox, brow lift, and breast implants. Brow lift? Yep. Breast implants? Yep. Cheek filler? No, that wasn't an option. Oh, what were my other ones? Eyelid surgery? Yeah. 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 She didn't get Botox and which is surprising because like she looks really, really good. I, I didn't think it's not the eyelid surgery, right? No, it is. She got the eyelid surgery. Really? They still look kind of droopy to me. <laughs> I mean, I can see the high brow, but. Yeah. Just, just the eyelid surgery. Oh, wow. Okay. Giving you options that aren't even. 
<laughs> I didn't say that. Because <laughs> I, I put cheek filler in like almost everyone. I wanted to kind of throw you off. But I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on because this was fun. I got to learn so much and just finally getting to see you virtually is amazing. So I just wanted to say, can you tell everyone where they can follow you for all of your wedding stuff? Yeah, definitely. I don't have a personal Instagram, but I just use the business Instagram and I'll post personal stuff there, but it's at Ashley Nicole Affair. So it's A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E-A-F-F-A-I-R. And I like posting about a lot of things and, you know, random weddings, not weddings and surgeries and fun things. So definitely we have a team behind it, but I like to post things from that too. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Bye. I am obsessed with becoming a woman comfortable in her skin. Beautiful.